ti. Welcome to the paid DLC program. This is our bonus content that is usually exclusive to patrons at patreon.com slash DLC pod. This week, special bonus content that's going to go out in the main feed to all y'alls because we got something special to do, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty excited about it, but... Hey, if you want to hear this show every single week, usually it's Christian and me and Lana Bashinsky just mixing it up, talking about all kinds of crazy topics. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash DLC pod. But this week, as I said, special. Lana is uh, off on a trip. So Christian, hello, Christian Spicer. Hello. Hello. Also, this episode coming out to everybody, everybody, but also made possible because of our patrons, which is why yes. this show is going to I believe I said that. So, but I don't know if you did. I wasn't listening to you talking. I was waiting for my turn to talk. Yeah, well, that's 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 our dynamic. Uh, but we don't have Lana with us, but we do have a special guest joining us, and it's going to be fun. Anthony Taormina is back with us. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Hello, I'm here. There's a guy doing some leaf blowing. Hopefully you cannot hear that. No, um, it's, okay. it's okay. People couldn't hear me in the video version for my first talking because I still had my <laughs> muke muted in OBS. It's early. My mic was muted in OBS. So it's a great, we're off to a great start. The audio sure. version's fine. It's fine. Sure. No one cares. Um, yeah, it's, this is my first one. <laughs> it's my first paid DLC that's not te- technically paid DLC. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, you can still pay for it if you want, Anthony. You oh, sure, sure. Charge our guests to be on the show, but if you'd like to pay us, okay, okay. What what's the cover charge? <laughs> Two drink minimum. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I already All have right, one, well, so it's not going to be that. You know, I already have one, so it's just a Lacroix at this point. Just a Lacroix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, usually this is the 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 goofballery that you can expect from paid DLC, where it just goes off the rails. Uh, that's usually what the show is. But I gotta keep it on the rails this week. Very important rails because mere moments ago, as we're recording this, the embargo lifted on Final Fantasy sixteen. Final Fantasy sixteen, uh, the magnum opus from Square Enix, and uh, we happen to have someone on the show that has played the main game and is reviewing it for gamerant.com ladies and gentlemen anthony taormina yes. is here to talk to us about final fantasy 16 in all its glory now if you listen to last week's main episode you know christian and i both played the demo and i had some uh, some negative feelings about the demo but uh, christian loved it anthony tell yes. us about final fantasy 16 the main game i'm hearing some hyperbolic praise yeah so you know it, it when you're playing a game for review, it's it's one of those things. I think, you know, you and Christian and, and you and me and Christian have this sort of unique experience in that, you know, we know people that typically are playing a game. But oftentimes when you're playing a game for review, you have no idea how it's going to be received. So yeah, um, you're in a vacuum a bit. Yeah. yeah so like. Even even going back to before playing the main game, just playing the demo, which I, I was able to go to Square Enix and I played 
essentially what the demo is, but some additional things as well. An open world section I was like, I really like this, but you don't, you know, you don't, you don't know. You're yeah. like, this, this seems like something I really like, but also at the same time as somebody that plays um, Final Fantasy games in the past, that really likes the franchise. I knew there were a lot of things that were different. So I was curious how people would respond to that. And so I kind of came away from that. We wrote our previews, all of us that attended, and and a lot of people were kind of saying, yeah, but, yeah, but. And then they released that demo, and a lot more people said, actually, you were right. I really enjoy this. Um, There's still people that aren't a big fan of it. But for me personally, the finished game is just an extension of my feelings about the demo, which is that I really, really enjoyed my time with it. I think it is a really excellent uh evolution for final fantasy i really enjoyed the way that it still felt like the things that i like about final fantasy but also gave me more engaging combat that is not turn-based at all but still has some of that strategy that you can do in a in a final fantasy game in in terms of like thinking about okay, how do I want to use my abilities, the iconic abilities and, and mix and match those? I think the story is really, really fun. I think um, it's it's got a sense of scope and a sense of scale that Final Fantasy does really well. It, it typically has that really cool, hey, you're just a guy in this world, but you start to discover, okay, you're maybe not just a guy and and maybe you're important or maybe um, your circumstances or your connection to this world will have a larger impact on what's going on like politically or, or, you know, it, in terms of like a, a big bad guy doing something. And in this case, there's a lot of that game of Thrones political intrigue going on. It's, I just really loved it. It's, it's a great, it's a great video game. It's a shame that it came out, you know, in a year that, uh, Zelda released because it probably would be fighting for my favorite game of the year for sure. Yeah. It is this its Zelda moment? Is it I mean is this a departure from the franchise in such a way for Final Fantasy games that it is Breath of the Wilding, not copying what Breath of the Wild did in terms of being open yeah. and physics based, but kind of do you think this is Final Fantasy going forward? Is this the template now that Final Fantasies will be built around or is this just I d- this I do game? I do think so. I I I don't know if this combat necessarily is the only type of combat, but having players be more engaged, that kind of like Kingdom Hearts, I guess, approach, because Final Fantasy VII Remake has similar combat to this, but it it still lets you switch characters. There's still a party. You're still kind of managing um magical things you know you're you're popping over to your healer to heal you're popping over to like your damage dealer to do some uh damage attacks this is all just one character except for your little doggo friend kind of telling him to do some basic things um but it's not you have no you have some companions that will accompany you on things but it you have no control over them you don't decide what they do at all um, so I could see something like in between Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XVI in terms of the, the combat. I I would not be mad if they kept refining this combat, though. I think it's really fun. I think you can do some really creative things with the powers, being able to go, okay, well, this one, 
launches. Uh, the example that I always use is there's one ability that kind of pops a guy in the air. So you use that ability and then there's one that lifts you both into the air a little higher. And then there's one that kind of spears them with like a flaming sword attack and combining those three together feels super satisfying. And then you just, as you unlock more and more abilities, um, you don't unlock a ton, but you have a good amount uh, by the end of the game where um, you're figuring out, okay, how do these chain into a, to each other and also you can completely respec you can refund all the ability points you spend so there's no real downside to saying i just want to start fresh with this guy and go okay because you can only have three icons which are our final fantasy 16's name for summons um but you can literally turn into them or, or characters can literally turn into them um, but you can only have three of those equipped at a time and you can only have two abilities per icon. You can upgrade those and then use them where they don't. So you can move, use like a red one with a green palette. Um, so it becomes really customizable for those people that really want to specialize in, in a very specific setup or for those who just want to experiment. There, there's really no uh, barrier to entry there either. Christian just brought up, uh, you know, being sort of the Breath of the Wild moment. I've heard other people talk about Final Fantasy 16 as the God of War 2018 moment uh, for this franchise in that it is sort of redefining what it is, making a new baseline, but also kind of opening the game up to a whole new audience who's being reintroduced to a franchise that's been around a long time. Do you feel like um, that combat is more like a you know single player rpg like a horizon zero dawn or a god of war or uh you know you've got skill trees you've got a single character you're playing as is that is it feel more like those games yes um i'm i'm not sure how when the demo cuts off so i know that the demo that we played kind of let us go deep into sort of deep into like grown-up clive i don't know where where you guys got cut off in the well, it's demo. got it's kind of bifurcated there's a it gets cut off kind of right after the kid goes crazy and turns into a, a, a icon but yeah um but then you can play later sort of just like not part of the story just uh fights um with um more sophisticated uh combat oh, okay abilities. okay yeah so yeah so it, it is a little bit so um you you got to see some of like that mixture so the the thing that i think is is what differentiates this game and maybe gives it that moment is that one of the things that turn the turn-based games or just turn-based games in general is that you're kind of helpless in some ways you know an enemy's going to attack you and you have no way to prevent it you know you you can stem the bleeding you can heal you can debuff you can buff this game it, you really can avoid damage if you do things, you know, you can dodge, you can parry, you can just run away. There's very MMO like attacks where it's telegraphed. Okay. There's a, a bunch of, uh, you know, boulders are going to fly out of the sky and land here, 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 and here, get out of there. Or, um, I don't know if you, if, if what was in the demo had like a, a tornado attack where it was like, okay, get out of the way of the tornado. Um, so yeah, that I think that's where the game becomes more approachable. It becomes similar to like you said, a God of War or a Devil May Cry, any type of character action game where you're really just getting in there and and but you can also dodge, do like a, a kind of 
timely dodge that lets you counterattack, or you can parry, which is basically yeah. attacking at the exact moment the other enemy attacks, which is really satisfying and slows things down. Um, so I think that that's, that's where more people are going to get on board because they're more familiar with like in God of War, like in most games, this concept of, okay, I can, I can avoid attacks and I'm not just helpless to, right. um, it does have, it does have some of those final fantasy things like, oh, it's charging up a really strong attack, but then it really telegraphs it. It'll put like a purple bar on the screen and say, you have to do this whole purple bars worth of damage and it will stop that attack. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think for people that are, that just aren't fans of turn-based or aren't fans of even Final Fantasy VII Remake has a lot of attacks where it's like, you're just getting pummeled and you just, right. you just have to heal yourself through it. This only gives you a certain amount of, uh, potions and high potions. Um, you can sort of in- increase that, uh, equip load a little bit, but it's, you're limited. It's kind of like in a, uh, a Souls game. You only have so many flasks based on on where you're at so you can't necessarily just heal through the pain until the fight is beaten right but you can also just avoid taking that damage altogether yeah you brought up souls that's was going to be my next question you're somebody that really enjoys souls games you enjoy that kind of precision combat across any type of game would you equate it to that is it approaching that did you find enough satisfaction on the skill side of it or is it just is it much more button mashy and arcadey than that it's much more button mashy and arcadey i think i think i think you're right about the more button mashy and arcadey i think it could get there i could see it getting there but not in this one um you know the, it's still it's still a a rpg in the sense that you're just whacking away at a at a strong enemy for a while and i think some people are gonna go this is a little tedious yeah um but that that's when you're kind of mixing and matching the the abilities or your if you want to you can make it more complex and kind of find different ways to combine things you can mix up your approach or you can just hammer on the abilities when you have them or work towards the stagger meter the uh, stagger mechanic from Final Fantasy 7 remake is there um which is like there's a little yeah. bar underneath their health bar you break that meter halfway and you get a little bonus damage you break it all the way they're just kind of helpless and that's when you kind of go crazy yeah yeah so you can you can kind of figure out how you want to do that but it doesn't have that um you know wait for attack bait out attack or or wait for your opportunity type of approach that a souls game has it like a devil may cry you could i'm sure there's going to be people releasing a very incredible videos of them just figuring out the timing and the and the the kind of cadence of enemy attacks or bosses to be able to just parry them like crazy and use different yeah. abilities to parry them uh, i i never really got super good at the parry but i wanted to try it you know whenever i could um i was more of a dodge player but it still felt super satisfying to me to kind of read those attacks and and look at the wind up and so that had that kind of souls um concept of okay this enemy is going to attack me oh it's going to attack again it's going to attack like four times so i have to either precisely dodge those or just run away do whatever i want to do but it gave me that kind of feeling in terms of the dodging and the pairing but not necessarily the offensive abilities one of the big things about final fantasy games is you know you gotta grind 
to level up, to go to another area or to beat a boss or something. Does this new combat style just get rid of that completely? Or do you find yeah, yourself so, still kind of engaging in the RPG-ness of it like that? I mean, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit, so it was kind of hard for me to just not um, grind in circum- certain circumstances, but it it doesn't heavily encourage it. It doesn't feel like you're as limited or it expects you to. Um, there are There are quite a few kind of open areas and then they eventually connect to each other and there are enemies that will be there and they'll respawn and you can kind of go around like that and and attack them it was in seven remake and and 15 even had it uh it's not as open as 15 but just like these larger areas with enemies where if you kind of walk out of line of sight more enemies will come in so if you want to grind you can um i would say it's worth doing for the ability points to unlock different ones or or upgrade them but i from my perspective if i having not done it having not grinded it still seemed like okay i could probably go through this game pretty straightforward do a couple side quests and i would be okay um e- even times uh, there are hunts in the game which are like hey here's there's a monster in this area go to this area fight this monster maybe you'll get a unique drop or something um, some of those were stronger than me and I still was able to do them, you know, without honestly re- any real problem. Um, and I, th- I think that's just a testament to like the changing of the scope of the combat to make it so you're not just, you know, you could take on a really high level enemy. And if, if your timing is right and you're, you're good enough, you could beat it. And it's, it's not just gonna, you know, use some sort of attack that you can't block and then you're dead as the, as it would be in other final fantasy games where the grinding so it's it's really forgiving forgiving and then it also has uh two two kind of starting modes so there's action focused or story focused so those who don't want to it has a lot of accessibility things it even has these accessories that um will dodge for you or I, right. I, I, i'm not sure if it dodges for you increases the window but it's like the timely dodge timely parry so yeah, I noticed that in the demo as well. It's, it's interesting that you can... You just start with those. That's cool. And you can pick which one you want to use and swap them in and out. I thought that was actually a pretty clever way of of doing that, kind of integrating into... The, it's not really, It's not just like a menu option of, hey, I want the game to be a little easier. It's. It feels like it's contextual in the game. You have this item and you can equip which one of these. I thought that was actually pretty clever. I've never seen anyone do it that way before. Yeah, it... it um, when I first played it uh at square enix it was like they they just gave it to us up front and i thought oh are they doing this you know is this like a press preview demo thing of right hey we we're not sure about the balance but then playing the finished game and seeing oh those are those are just i have those um i thought that was great i think that's a great thing i think being able to give those people that maybe come to final fantasy for the story or are intrigued by the story and just watch, you know, like seven hour long YouTube videos of the cutscenes <laughs> and aren't really into the combat because of the grinding, because of whatever reason, um, can can experience that, but also play the game at the same time. I, I do appreciate adding those uh, the two kind of difficulty options, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then adding those those accessories that make things easier and more approachable. And then uh, zooming go- out. Sorry, just no, go ahead, that. please. Uh, for folks that you know, scroll down to the bottom of the review, so to speak. Uh, folks can read your whole review on GameRant.com. But you love this game. 
So I, I did. Mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you said that yet. Like you mm-hmm. loved it was, this game. You if said, it wasn't for Zelda, for, it'd be as yeah. Yeah. yeah if it Zelda. wasn't for Zelda, but for Zelda right now, at least, you know, there's still some things, but some things coming, but like, I think, yeah, a few things coming before the end. Of, a few <laughs> things in the I well, don't know late September, October, November region. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few games coming out. I am looking forward to those games, but I think those games are not necessarily as much in my wheelhouse. I love Final Fantasy. Uh, you know, um, I think I think we've only done one like favorite games of the year when I've been able to put a Final Fantasy, just because they haven't <laughs> released as consistently, but. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I really, really enjoyed. And I, uh, it's hard to say because Final Fantasy VII Remake's story is new in a lot of ways. But there was just something about this game where it was like, it reminded me of playing those earlier games. Because for me personally, when I play them, I play them for the story. Or mm. I used to play them for the story. I loved just getting through the fights to see the cutscene, to see... You know, uh, what does cloud, what's cloud going to look like, you know, on its cool motorcycle and, and cool <laughs> CG and, and to see those cool moments. Um, and this game makes the combat also super engaging at the same time. So I enjoyed both elements, but at the same time, it still was what, what new crazy thing. There's so there are some things that happen in this game that are just nuts. The, the use of the icons and characters being able to transform and battle as them. Um, does the demo open with like a, the the opening of the game, right? Well, I don't know what the yeah. opening of the game is, but it seems I believe to be. So that's what's presented to you. It's as. an icon it, battle. It kind of looks like Lord of the Rings. Uh, I there don't is think an icon battle in in the game, but it's not the first in it's the not demo. The first it's not the first. Thing. Thing. Oh, it's okay. not the very first thing you do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, anyway, so but you have seen an icon battle. Yes. Yeah. Where it's it's almost okay. a little Panzer Dragoon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they do different things with that, but just scope and scale. It's it's nuts. If I were to make a guess, I know Square Enix revealed, hey, the um, Platinum Games helped us. I would. I wouldn't be shocked if they helped on the icon battle stuff. It is. Um, I've heard more than one person mention Asura's Wrath. Uh, if you right. remember that game. <laughs> yeah. The game and where you're is, just literally fighting a god, you know, the, yeah, it, the I mean, planet it's, size fights. <laughs> it's really cool. You know, it, I would have been happy if it was, if those were just cutscenes, but the fact that they become playable portions of the game uh, makes it even cooler. Um, it, it's, it's an element of the game both cutscene and gameplay that is just it it kind of embodies more of that fantasy of final fantasy that you you get little teases of but maybe the, there's limitations in terms of uh the graphics or in terms of what you can do with cutscenes. uh this kind of pushes things to a, a new level that's really crazy and there's one in particular that when people play it i think they're gonna go nuts for i uh <laughs> I I want to dig into the story a little bit without having any spoilers. We don't have sure. uh, any spoilers. I do. I I. It was interesting that you brought up Game of Thrones. I was reminded of Game of Thrones uh, when I just played the demo. It, I felt like they were influenced by that kind yeah. of storytelling a lot. Um, and uh, you know, I think I, I I could sense even in the demo that the the story was going to be uh something that I would probably enjoy. And it really seemed like it was well executed, at least in that early section. 
my biggest problem with the demo, you know, we <laughs> you brought up how the old Final Fantasy games used to be. And I very much agree that it was like, hey, we made this pre-rendered CGI thing that is better than almost any pre-rendered CGI <laughs> thing you can get. This is, you know, back yeah. in the day. No, no one's doing this. No one's giving you CG like this. And so these are rewards. This is the cool candy that you get after the dentist's office. You 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 grind and you grind and you grind your teeth in that case, but it, the fights in this case. Uh, and you you know and you defeat the thing. You get past. You get to the next section, and your reward is this incredible CGI cutscene, the likes of which no other company is doing. Okay, it was them and Blizzard, right? Those are, and Blizzard, I think, did it often for the same in the same way. It was like you bought the new thing, you watched the opening cinematic, and it was yeah. like this is it. And it was yeah. almost like the instruction manual before that. I'd look through and be like, "This is what the characters look like," and then I played the <laughs> game like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Right. "Yeah, I can't tell from those four pixels, but I can certainly tell from this artist rendering." In the, in the, yeah. In the yeah, but. And I, you know, I, I have a lot of nostalgia for those times. And, and I loved that, 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 that was the thing I was playing for was the next big, cool cinematic. Yeah. We have progressed beyond that, right? Everything looks like a crazy CG cinematic. Every movie you go to in the, you know, elemental or super Mario brothers movie is better than any old final fantasy CG scene. It like that. That is not special anymore. Uh, and at least I'm just speaking from my opinion. To me, it's not special anymore. The in-game cuts, you know, in-engine stuff looks just as good as any of that old stuff. So there's yes. no like feeling of awesome reward to me anymore by seeing those cool cutscenes, other than the fact that it progresses the story. So I want to talk a little bit about the story in vague terms, but more than that, my issue with the uh demo was the pacing of meeting that yes. that out and i'm yeah, wondering i, if I that think that's yeah that's a criticism that I, I i think it's my major criticism is the pacing of the game is is, this, is that the way it is throughout the whole game or is that just no, indicative no. of the beginning it it i think so i think the demo is kind of uh getting you through um kind of understanding what's going on one of the things that I think is is great about the game is you can hold the touchpad and bring up that active lore system uh, anytime something's happening. So you can go, I don't know who that guy is, which would have been great for Game of Thrones or, or you know, <laughs> for any of these dense, you know, uh, fantasy stories. I think, called, I think that's called Google. For yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> but but this is like, yeah, you hold it and it'll it'll show you a picture of that person. And if you don't know what they're or you're not supposed to know their name, it'll just say mysterious man. But it'll kind of give you a breakdown. Mm. But, yeah, I, I do think that the the pacing. It can be inconsistent, but I, I think it gets way better than than that introductory part. I think it's just trying to rush through like. Okay, here's young Clive, and then let's get you up to speed with like the Clive that you're going to play as. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it it does this sort of weird thing. I guess it's not weird, but you know, it it shows you what the enemies are doing or what other characters are doing. And I think for some people, that's going to kind of break up the pacing and and be a little awkward for them. But for me, it 
it was that that reward because those cutscenes usually had some really cool stuff going on. It was like, here's a far off battle between these two icons or, you know, here's some like political intrigue going on. And and so, yeah, I think the, I think the pacing outside of, I guess, some people are not going to enjoy the frame rate. It's not bad, but, you know, they're going to want a high frame rate type of experience. And I think even on the performance mode, it maybe uh, could be better. Um, but yeah, I think the pacing is is a is a fair criticism, but it didn't it didn't bother me enough that I, it took me out of it at all. Before we get to the next thing, I do want to pause and really showcase these sweet effects my hands are doing. I want to do this for about twenty seconds longer than you want me to be doing it, <laughs> just to show you how cool they are, and then we can get back into the conversation. And but until then, look at my hand. Has this joke gone on too long? It needs to go on a little longer, mm. just a little, little. That's well, where that- I feel like pacing is problematic, where it's not filling in story or taking my hands away it's something that i don't want if that makes sense are you saying that 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 was the case in the demo because my next question was going to be to you christian which is did you feel that in the demo that that stilted pacing so in the demo i did not i give a lot of leeway to introductory exposition and I am oftentimes perhaps apologetic for that. Like you have a lot of lift that you're going for here. You're trying to get this off the ground. It's hard. You're trying it's to two, tell a new story. Two hours of introductory exposition, though. I mean, that was uh, so. It's like There's two episodes of play. TV. I, that's what I. But so now, <laughs> after my my hand uh, distraction here for a little bit, to Anthony sure. again broadly, is there is that setup that is paid off, or is it you just keep getting that more and more? Because I would argue that even to some extent. Game of Thrones, um, as presented on HBO, now on Max. Max, the one to watch for HBO. The one to watch mm-hmm. for HBO. It would sometimes get lost in exposition even later, and it felt unnecessary at times. And it wasn't necessarily that you have the, a lot of this lift initially because you got to set up this world. This is a new world we've never lived in before. This is that. This is that. You can do this. Here are these icons. There's family drama. There's all this intrigue. But then I feel like once that momentum has started, hopefully the ball can keep rolling. And I don't know if you hit a traditional three-act structure or whatever it is. And I'm, yeah. I think even Final Fantasy before would suffer from, whether it's a five-act, whatever structure it's in, they'd be like, and I'm just kidding. Here's this thing. And you're like, what the hell is that thing? Well, let us tell you what that thing is. And you're just like, oh, I don't care what that <laughs> thing is. Yeah, well, it does. It does have some of that. It it's it is still a fine. <laughs> you know, it's still a Final Fantasy game. Um, you know, I I think I think the story is where it it leans the closest, but it does have that because it sets up this idea of okay, the main character is on this quest for revenge, uh, following a. a the really horrific event that happens in in his childhood. Um, and you think, okay, well, that's what the story is. But that, you know, it, it then it says, no, 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 that's not what the story is. It's actually about this. And then it does it one more time. And then you kind of get a clearer sense of like, this is what I'm doing. This is, this, this is what the main character's uh, hero's journey uh, revolves around. But I never really found that, um, it start. It just was like throwing stuff at me. It just. It felt like okay. These things have always been there. I'm. He's just. Clive is learning about them. Mm. Um, instead of 
they're just being pulled out of nowhere. It, it It's like he's just learning about this larger world that he, you know, what you think on the surface with these mother crystals and these icons and these dominants, this whole concept, what he thinks that they're about is different than what they are actually about, I guess, is the best way to describe it without spoiling things. How many hours did you spend? A lot. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, so I looked at it last night and I had like 70, but I did. Jesus. I did a lot of side quests. <laughs> okay. I did pretty much every side quest. So you get these moments where it's like, okay, you've done sort of a chapter, so to speak. And then it'll say, hey, now in your little hub town world, there's a bunch of side quests to do. There's new monsters on your hunt board. And I did all of those because I found when you did those, you would get items that the blacksmith could use to craft better swords. And, you know, I just wanted to see what the new swords look like and things like that. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a, <laughs> for just a cool looking sword. I mean, I, I think if you're a Final Fantasy fan, you got to be a sucker for a cool looking sword. Um, <laughs> Bigger than so your yeah, head. I, yeah, I think you could easily trim that down. Um, I think I think probably like 30 to 40 range is what you're looking at um, to to complete to complete it. It really depends on when you go into that open world. It, it'll show you, hey, here's where to go. You don't have to go only there. You can poke into every nook and cranny. So it depends on how much of that you do as well. You there can definitely trim hours. Too many great games that I feel sure. like it's like, oh, yes. It's like, oh, my wife and I finally got reservations to this incredible dinner. We've always wanted to go to this restaurant forever. And we get there and they're like, and the chef has a prefix menu of 12. No, give me three. Just give me three items. I just want no. I just want an it's on, a, appetizer, entree, and dessert. Get me out of here. I w- no, 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 no. This is exquisite. This is the best. I don't too much. No, I'm going I, to the other best I, restaurant tomorrow. I was just gonna <laughs> say that's how you, you your your metaphor needs to have the fact that literally yesterday you were at the all you could eat buffet, and then they're like, "Hey, I know it's 10 a.m., but we get you we can get you into this restaurant you've been literally waiting for for years." But I'm not even hungry. Doesn't matter. Oh, by the way, it's another all you can eat buffet. I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. Okay, cool. Because at noon, another of the restaurants you've been waiting for for years, we we can get you in. You're like, I, I I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it's it's one of those things where you just have to fight it. You know, you just yeah. have to fight against the current and pick what you want to play. Um, but it, but it is yeah I, I totally understand my brain works Anthony I don't <laughs> pick what I want to play I want to play it all the, the, yes well me I'm as well picking, I, I'm picking what I want to play and there's still too much that used to be the problem the problem used to be like yeah there are so many great games there are going to be genres or types I just ignore like I can't get into XYZ I know it's not for me right. I know what's for me and I still have that scope on and I still look at yeah. the hours available to play some of these games and it's not yeah. that. I wish I could play it to talk about on the show. No, dear audience, this isn't about you. This is about me. I want to play these games yeah. for me for fun, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, so when they sent the code out for at least for me as a reviewer, it came. It, they gave us plenty of time. Hats off to Square Enix because Square Enix's PR, but it was also in like the midst of Diablo time. So I, yeah. I basically, yeah, I didn't, I didn't play Diablo. I played Final Fantasy 16 where all everybody else, I was watching all the cool thing, you know, 
But then they then they recently announced, hey, you need a seasonal character to play the seasonal content. And I was like, ah, I will get back <laughs> in at the ground floor and you will be no different than me. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. But yes, it does. It does. I mean, I can't believe that um, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield are coming out within days of each other. I just that that is the perfect analogy to your analogy, <laughs> Christian, which is. <laughs> The literally these restaurants I've been waiting for for years. All I want to do is sweep my schedule aside and go to this restaurant. And you're like, oh no, we have a restaurant. We have a reservation back to back. Sorry, sir. Back to back. It's going to take all day to eat both. What do I do? Yeah. The, you know? Yeah. The cosmic anyway. circumstances are laughing at you. Uh, so Christian, are you worried at all about this pacing thing? That doesn't sound like it's something that you're concerned about. I'm not worried about it. I, I feel like I'm going to enjoy this story, and I think the combat is going to keep me entertained. I, I don't think it's going to pull me away. I love um, the Metal Gear Solid games, which I think also, if I'm being honest with myself, struggle with pacing, and, and they do the thing that I was lamenting Final Fantasy doing, where mm-hmm. Snake is this, that, and the other, and Metal Gear Solid 4 is is one of my favorites, and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but that has like a 20 minute triumph motorcycle ad in the middle. Yeah. Just for like (laughs) no real purpose. And also then introduces this character who was, it's just like, okay. And I love that game. And so I think if done right, it is kind of like how I was talking about Capcom sense of humor, where viewed in a vacuum, it's like totally, totally incorrect for the moment, but you see that it's, a conscious decision that keeps happening and it becomes endearing. Mm-hmm. And I think final fantasy games, which I have not played as many, I think as either of you, but the, the, you know, multiple that I've played over my life, it's a feature, not a bug for the type of storytelling they're doing. Where yeah. it's a little no, soapy. 100%, 100%. Um, maybe stuff like I, that. I don't know. I, I, maybe this is blasphemous and will irritate folks, but I, I think even final fantasy seven remake is has a little of that i I, and as much as i enjoyed that game it is a little bit like walk two steps cutscene walk two steps cutscene 100 and it 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 feels very handholdy to me it feels like we're this very linear drawing you through this thing not linear in the sense i can't go off and do what i want but linear in the sense of like hey we don't trust you enough to meet this story out in a way that you want it, we need literally walk two steps we're going to give you the next bit of the story and walk to you know it, it's the illusion of interactivity rather than actual interactivity and and that sometimes i've gotten to the point in my life where that irritates me and uh so that's my my biggest worry is that it'll yeah. feel like that no i think i think that's fair i think that's that's one of those things where you're gonna have people kind of come into this one and go yeah exactly what you said i think people were making fun of the demo on twitter and saying you know it's it's a two hour demo and 20 seconds of, of it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. But at the same time you sit, you tell that to a final fantasy fan and they're like, yeah, huh? Go <laughs> right. on. Right. You know, reservation so it's, at my favorite it's, restaurant. Yeah. Let's it's, go. It's, yeah. It is. It is a fan. I think there are lots of things that you could criticize the game for that are just like inherently final fantasy. Um, and I think those are fair criticisms. I think saying, yes, they're, they take the control away from me a lot. So I watch this cutscene. Does cool stuff happen or a cool exposition or you meet interesting characters? Yes, but it it's very different than, than a lot of those games today that 
don't use cutscenes anymore like a god of war and kind of like pull you yeah. in and out and and give you control even in these kind of crazy moments i think this game is better about that like i said those those icon battles you know in the older final fantasies those would just be your you know your reward your mm-hmm. cgi cutscene, and now you get to play many of them and so that's really satisfying and that feels really fun but there are still moments of okay i just beat this guy cutscene. Okay, now there's a a door open. I go through the door. Cutscene. Yeah, but I I think it's it it kind of dials that down better than some of the older games, at least. If if we could put on our uh, or get out our crystal ball, I should say. And and Jeff, I'm curious your take on this as well. I'll start with you because you've yet to play this game, so it's maybe a more exciting question. If in three years, five years time, define however far out you want to have your crystal ball look at. What do you think you would define Final Fantasy as, as a franchise, some three years from now, five years from now, where this game has lived and existed? Because I think if you had mm. asked me that 10 years ago, I could give a pretty straightforward answer as to what I thought Final Fantasy was as a franchise. If you were defining it to someone, what what do you think Final Fantasy as a franchise will be several years after 16? Oh, I think it stays, uh, you know, this action combat game i i I suspect they might fluctuate between whether you control one character or a party of characters i don't think that that's going to be thrown completely out this notion of um, you know having a party of characters that's just too ingrained in i think not just final fantasy but role-playing games and the sort of the D &D tradition of role-playing games um but i you know i i don't think i think final fantasy even before 16 I mean, there's one of the mainline numbered fantasies as an MMO. You know, it's like there's very little. Two um, of them, actually. What? Two of them. 11 and 14. <laughs> That's true. Um, but the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that I don't think mechanics and, and any kind of specific gameplay style is what defines Final Fantasy. I think it is a, a sort of... Uh, uh, level of epic storytelling and um grandiosity that that is that is the hallmark of the franchise and there's certain kinds of stories that are told you know across very different settings and tapestries of of uh, fiction so you know it, it has always been a franchise that is hard to pin down as to what it actually is it's one of those things it's like the old uh the old congressman talking about pornography. I know it when I see it. You know, it's it's um, uh, yeah. it, it, you you kind of sense when it's a Final Fantasy game, even though so much is disparate across the numbered sequels. There is a, I think, there's a a quality level, a, a, a scale, a uh, you know, a um, an approach to the storytelling, and maybe it is part of that. Maybe it is part of that very um staccato lots of cutscenes thing maybe that is part of the identity of the series that i'm just not a fan of but i do think that you know it's going to be around for many more iterations i suspect we will we have seen the last of true turn-based combat in final fantasy you know never say never i suppose but i i suspect that not anytime soon are they going to turn back from this um but I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I we, we still see a lot of. I was just playing on uh, uh, Steam Next Fest, uh, Sea of Stars. I don't know if you guys tried that demo, mm-hmm. but it's like old school Final Fantasy, but done in a new school, very new school way. And so there's going to be those games f- 
for me to scratch that itch. It's, I'm not worried about them going away. I just, you know, I like the AAA size and scale commitment to quality done with a, you know, a turn-based. But then I also have Baldur's Gate 3, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, well, if the rumors are true, um, we, we don't know specifically how the games are going to play out, but it seems like Square Enix is kind of developing this cadence of, okay, mainline Final Fantasy every, you know, let's say five plus years. And then in between, you'll get a Kingdom Hearts, which is, you know, more action heavy and, and kind of different, um, but also Final Fantasy VII Remake and then potentially other remakes. So I think yeah. if the rumors of those other remakes are true, you know, like a Final Fantasy IX or a ten or whatever uh, or a six. They're hundred percent doing those. Hundred percent. Well, yeah. They're well. If the Nvidia League, the Nvidia League doesn't miss yeah. at this point, but so maybe one of those will be their way to say, like, look, here's our big graphical showcase, and here's a turn-based game to kind of feel it out. Because I think I think the success of Final Fantasy VII remake really for Square Enix was their way of saying, look, you, you I don't know if you can go back now, right? Um, and I think. This game, there's been rumblings of Square Enix nervous about pre-orders and whatnot, so sales will maybe dictate what they do here. But I think the response to Final Fantasy 15 of like, hey, you're getting away from the identity. I like cutscenes. I don't like just mm-hmm. not being able to see cutscenes or or this or that. Um, I think influenced what they did here because Final Fantasy 15, that was a that game was a mess. Um, so I, I yeah, I think Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 16 went back to the the well of like, hey, we're just gonna feed you cutscenes, but also people seem to like this combat, so let's keep going down this road. That that is the my biggest takeaway from what Final Fantasy 16 has turned out to be is that they went 15 was a misstep. We gotta get back to the core of what this is. It's high yeah. fantasy setting, it's not your like modern day driving around in a convertible, you know. It, which I kind of loved the big swing of 15. I love the fact <laughs> yeah, that they were doing yeah. something just so wacky and different, but it does feel like 16. They went, no, this is what final fantasy is. Uh, they're still taking risks with the combat in a sense, but in another sense, it's like, no, it's very contemporary. It's very, you know, yeah. it's very much in line with what people expect out of these kind of, you know, big, big giant action role-playing games now. But they, you know, it, it does seem like they went, hey, we got to really get back to the fundamentals of what the setting and the style and how these games are constructed. Uh, I don't know if that's a win or a loss. I I, I suspect yeah. that for most people, it'll be, feel like a win. But yeah, no, I think I think your your mileage may vary just as far as Final Fantasy. I, but, but, you know, in in Christian texted me. And asked me a question and was like, oh, I'm into this. Like, tell me more. And I was like, I'll tell you on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> He's like, we're already going to talk about this. Can't you wait? And I was like, ugh. But, but um, Jeff will be there and I don't like him. Thank it's you. Like, it's like same thing with Elden Ring. When he was like kind of into Elden Ring, it was like, ah, wana vas, wana vas. So like, you know, when you're when when people are sort of into it. And and I think the combat is what will bring people in. They'll be like, I like this combat. I don't even care about you know. I skip the cutscenes, and it's like, okay, that's fine. But you're 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 digging some of the things that I'm liking about this game as well. Yeah. Can I uh, feet to fire you real quick, Anthony? This is going to be sure. annoying. Potentially, I apologize. Is oh, Final no. Fantasy 16 an RPG or a third person action game? 
I mean, that definition has become so neb- nebulous. You know, it's it's like kind I know. Of, is it Horizon uh, Zero Dawn? Is it an it, action game or is Horizon it an action Zero adventure role playing game or an action? I, exactly. I, that, but yes, that, that's why it's annoying. I realize that. Yeah. But like, if you had to game awards categorize this, yes, where would you? Um, where, what bucket would you plop adventure. in? Adventure, <laughs> racing, best. I racing. mean, you know. I guess I guess the kind of like base level RPG definition is like, does it have a skill tree with choices? Uh, this isn't it's not like a tree, but um, it does have that. And does it have gear that you can put on that give you different stat bonuses and things like that? And it does have that not not to the extremes of some other RPGs. You know, I think I think Starfield you could divine as like this is an RPG RPG. I think this is leaning closer to character action game um but because it's devil may cry is not an art i mean again i i'm just trying yeah. to frame it in my head like devil may cry 5 has that do you have get stat bonuses from items in devil may cry 5 yeah yeah i don't i don't think Can't it's remember. as it's as like uh kind of it's, it's, it's when like, you level up you know the screen says your hp went up by this your mana went up by this your attack yeah, final your fantasy defense. 16 Yes, 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 yeah. yes. In Final Fantasy 16. So like yeah. yeah, I take that to to be more, you know, you you beat a combat encounter and it's like here's your here's your money, here's your ability points, here's your XP. Um and I think that's but, that's a pretty it's pretty baseline RPG, but I think it's still an RPG. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't spec that though, right? Like after a combat you you, see you that spec stuff your ability up. points, yeah. You do. But not your mana health you're not like putting points into strength and no 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 no. yeah so you're you're not doing that you you can influence that you get like three accessory slots and Mm -hmm. then you get um an armband and a sash and a sword and those will have like uh different stat bonuses associated but it's also very dialed down like uh specifically the sword the sash and the the arm gauntlet or whatever it was really just like is the number going up yes okay put put on <laughs> yeah um it wasn't uh the the kind of accessory element is like oh we'll buff the damage of this specific iconic ability well i use that one a lot or uh there's a thing called a berserker ring where if you do the timely dodge like the perfect dodge it gives you like a stronger counter attack so that that's more curating your play style but yes you're not you're not directly spending any of the experience or ability points into stat bonuses the ability points go towards um each kind of iconic ability usually has like the base level then you put some points in and you upgrade it and then you can master it um and when you master it you can put it on the other palettes Mm. it also makes them stronger i i i i I've, I've been putting a lot more time into tears of the kingdom this past week, thinking that like foolishly that I would beat it. But then I need to remember that tears of the kingdom isn't a game that I'm playing to beat. It is a game I'm playing to experience. Cause I had this awesome moment playing it just yesterday and it was definitely not me critical pathing the game. So I know that my enjoyment to tears of the kingdom is going to require me to keep that open mindset. But as someone who also has a hard time having five games in the air <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Um, Dude, I don't know what I'm going to gonna do. I think that's what that's the definition <laughs> of 2023 in video games. It's like I I I still haven't even finished Diablo yet, and I'm like I got 400 uh, Steam Next Fest demos that I'm curious about. That I want to play, and I have a racing wheel behind me. 
know me too. I've been like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, this game just kind of falls by the wayside and a lot of people say like, oh yeah, you should play it, but it just doesn't, I think it, it didn't necessarily come out at a bad time because we're not really looking down the barrel of, of stuff for a little bit. Yeah. Like crazy in the barrel of other stuff. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just still. So it's really like how much is, I mean, on it, to be honest, it's like how much is Zelda and Diablo still occupying your time? Right. These endless games. How long are the endless game? How much are you playing the endless (laughs) game still? But I did, I did appreciate that, like coming off of Zelda where, there's so much openness to just kind of go, okay, well, I'm just going to push forward and I'm going to, mm. I know I'm going to get more story. I know I'm going to get more progress. Whereas Zelda, I play for five hours and I'm like, I technically did nothing, you know? I guess that's, I just, the, that's the upside of the handholdiness that I was talking about earlier is that you're guaranteed when you play a Final Fantasy, in this Final Fantasy, it sounds like, uh, you're in guarantee to move forward. You're moving forward. Yes. A hundred percent. You know, like I said, there really is only those moments in between big story beats um, or small story beats where it's like, hey, if you want to do these side quests, but some of the side quests, you know, they're not they're like, go to this person. They're like, people are sick. We need five of these flowers. And so you go out and you find the flowers and you come back and it's like standard side questy stuff. So it's not necessarily super compelling but there's there are other side quests where you're like wow that actually told me more about this character or gave me a really useful item um so it's it's really what you want to do with it but it is this is a very linear game if you want it to be linear and i think you know some people are going to really appreciate that i certainly appreciated it uh, at least from the perspective of of a reviewer to not feel like, oh my goodness, I have to see all of these things. And then I also <laughs> want to see the story. It was like, okay, I can, there was a certain point. I think, you know, when we're playing games before they release and you're looking at a embargo, you, you get to that point where you say to yourself, okay, no more of this, no more of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. just, you know, yeah. in the back of your mind, like the young gamer inside of you is like, no, what are you doing? You're yeah. betraying us. They need but at me. Same, Those villains at the same time, you're just like, I gotta, I gotta see. You know, I gotta see what the. There's yeah. too many, too many exclamation points for Geralt at this point. I need to know what happens. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, it's awesome hearing your uh, your thoughts about the game. I can say this: when the three of us reconvene again in December, it's going to be a bloodbath because. The sure. fact that we do only five, five games, it's, it's feeling like this is one of those years where it feels like that was a terrible idea. <laughs> they come out, all five of mine, I fear, come out the same week in October. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I already have five. Like I had five a month and a half ago that I could put in my top five. And now it's like, well, sorry, earlier games. Uh, nice. And I'm over here with five that don't match up with any of your five. <laughs> probably. Probably. And that's what's amazing. And we, we just got literally like hours before we uh, came on here. We just got, hey, there's a new mainline 2D Mario game that's doing things no Mario game has done before. It comes out the same day as Spider-Man 2. Yeah, Good luck with know. that, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> just I, I, I'm going I, to suggest that this is one of the best years for games ever. Like hard there to with dispute the pantheon that. of like 1997 or, you know, whatever. Hard to dispute. These, it's it's Goat this is incredible years. high high bar of quality. Incredible. 100%. I think I think if Elden Ring 
had come out the same year as Zelda, it would have been and a Rockstar game had come out that that's the only other way you would have got <laughs> the only other way that the uh, universe shatters. Because there, Yeah, there is a FromSoft <laughs> game coming out this year, which, you know, obviously could be delayed, but it's it's not it's not a Souls game. So I'm not too sure. Yeah, right. Guess, oh, yeah. yeah Armored I mean, Core, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Still, dude. So many things. <sighs> okay. Well, this ended on a low note. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, right. yeah. I, I do want to say you. Final Fantasy sixteen. I, I, I really, really ha- had a great time with it. I think if you're a Final Fantasy fan and you're on the fence about any of the choices, give the demo a try. It seems like it, you know, it really gets people more hyped than they were. Um, but also, like the demo only scratches the surface of a lot of things. The icon abilities, the the icon battles. I think the icon battles are just, you know, even Jeff, even if you don't end up playing deep into the game, I think to just look up a YouTube video and see like, oh, wow, because there's some some crazy stuff. I don't know. I saw the, the icon battle that was in the demo. I did, did not scratch my fancy mixed metaphors. But was, I was that, so is that the one where you're fighting the wind lady Garuda? No, it's fire versus fire. It was like the oh, Phoenix okay. fire so, against yes, the it's, fire icon. I yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it was so like there, a crazy like pillars of rock and they're smashing into them and you're doing basically, you know, res or tangent dragoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the other ones are different than that. They're more they're more like the the main game. They're okay. more like brawlers. Well, I'm going to play it. I'm I'm excited to play it. I don't know, you know. And I I also want to acknowledge how dumb it is that we're all like the burden of having all this joy in our lives. <laughs> yes. You know, well, that's it, why I try to contextualize. This is for me, not even for doing it for the show, dear. This is not doing it for the show. This is just me. Christian I want wants to, to reiterate how little games. he cares about you. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. How little I care about you specifically, Jess. I, right. I care about our audience, but. Uh... <laughs> well, thank you, Anthony, for coming on and telling us about your 70 yeah, hours you. uh, with Final Fantasy 16. I think uh, I think it's pretty exciting. And we'll certainly be talking about more of it uh, when we get a chance to play the full game as well. But thank you, patrons, for making this bonus content possible. You are the wind between our icon wings. Uh, and the, you can become a patron. If you're listening to this and you're not a patron, you want to support the show and get access to all of these. Patrons got this episode early, and they get an extra episode like this every Wednesday. Uh, it's called Paid DLC, and it is uh, goofy fun and usually features our friend Lana Bashinsky, who's amazing, who's off uh, doing uh, fun things this week as well. But she'll be back with us next week uh, when the show returns to being exclusive to patrons at patreon.com slash DLC pod. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Take care.